0: Hey guys, here's a question for you. Why do some marriages work while others die out? Nietzsche once tried to answer this by saying... Quote, it is not a lack of love, but a lack of friendship that makes unhappy marriages. So, if the German philosopher is correct, it would mean that the victim and killer in tonight's story may have love, but they were definitely not friends. That is, unless your definition of friendship means blasting a sawed-off shotgun in your lover's face and leaving the dying body to bleed out all over your your basement floor.
1: And I'm ready to get back to school and John gave us the hint of study Study hall Hall. and the drink that we are drinking tonight is called nerds. Let's take a sip. It is like cosmic green. It's like Kelly green. You know, I don't hate it. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. You did a good job of that lemonade, Nicole. We have homemade (laughs) lemonade in here. It is blue Curacao Midori. And Nicole's homemade lemonade, and we also used the Western Sun freeze pops as ice cubes.
2: Which melted, but that's okay. It only added to the drink.
0: All right, Nicole, so study hall tonight. Where are we going? Who are we killing inside the study hall?
2: Okay, uh, I think we're going to North Carolina tonight. Okay. I don't know why. And (laughs) I'm going to say we're going to 1994, and I think this is going... To be a not a school shooting case. I think this is going to be a case where a student does kill another student. Though I think it's, it's where they they kill him like after school. I know the hint was study hall, but I think it's they like this us take this outside yeah. kind
1: of thing. Let's and, take this to interesting. The beat him to a pulp. Interesting. I was going to guess Columbine. I don't want it to be Columbine because that's a that's a sad sad story. Um, I also don't want it to be Marjorie Stoneham. Because uh, that's also a sad story. And also Sandy Hook. So please numb those. But if they are any of those, then put it on the record that I was right. And I had three guesses.
0: All right. right, we're <laughs> Tonight we're combining Columbine and Sandy Hook.
1: What do you mean? I'm just kidding. Oh, God. I was like, well, I'm going to need more booze. It's <laughs> sad as But fuck. did you know that it, 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 this is an interesting <laughs> fact, but it's a, also a very sad fact, is that March 2020 was the first month since 2002 that there was not a school shooting. That's because everyone's sitting wow. at home. With their I know. Because school's <laughs> not in session.
2: <laughs> That's sad. Isn't that amazing? I mean, aside from summer vacation, I'm assuming.
1: That's sad that the
2: only yeah. reason why um, there hasn't been a school shooting is because we've been fucking quarantined. Yeah. I mean, it's a good side effect. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that's the
1: only positive this quarantine. That is, that's kind
2: of sad that there have been that many.
1: And before our surprise shot segment, sorry guys, I just want to give a shout out to everyone that was hit by those tornadoes recently. I know I spent an hour and a half in our (laughs) bathtub. (laughs) So I was like, there's a tornado warning. Okay, okay, let me put the dogs in with John. He's asleep. That's not yeah. even. That's not even how the conversation went. I was freaking out. You weren't really concerned. I was like, "There's a tornado that's going to come," and you're like, "Okay, so sit in the bathtub." And I was like, "Okay, I say I you did, did, not, did no. I, yes, said, I did. said I said
2: I said. Well, I guess the bathtub's the safest place to be.
1: Why would that be the safest place?
2: That's the that, place, that's where you're supposed to go
1: in the bathtub. In a, yeah. yeah, in a tornado. Away a room inside, away from the we windows. We don't have a basement, so <gasps> anyway. Uh. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Tequila.
2: And I feel like I tasted cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Fireball. We had fireball? Uh,
1: I had a couple of nips. Yeah. Oh, fireball. That wasn't so bad, actually. No, it wasn't. It was good. For tequila, that was a good one. Without the lime.
0: Tonight, we're doing a story for our very good friend and tacos primo, Rowan.
1: Rowan! Oh, hey, Rowan. What's up?
0: Probably because she yelled at me for not doing her story.
1: Hi, I am Rowan, and I picked this story because it's close to home to me. I grew up two towns over in Watertown, Wisconsin, and um, I requested it because not only is it close to me, um, I also lived in Jefferson, and I also thought the Talk Murder to Me squad would really enjoy it it's kind of a weird wacky story so yeah i hope you had fun researching it john and i hope everybody else likes it so thank you for finally getting to my request i appreciate it much love from the road
2: thanks rowan yeah Uh, rowan also, we would like to thank you for what you're doing as a truck driver. Oh yes, and bringing all of the stores. Well, not all of the stores. The store that you drive to supplies during this time. Thank Do you. you Have toilet paper on your truck. Send some to us. We're running low.
0: All right, tonight we're going to Easter.
2: A Sunday like that just happened.
0: Yeah, April third, nineteen ninety four. So you, you
1: said that? Before. I said that. Whoa! I got one part <laughs> right. <laughs> What happened in 1994? Kurt Cobain, Nirvana.
0: All right. So here are some of the things that happened in 1994. The yearly inflation rate was 2.61. No, we don't care about that. (laughs) Let me see. Tonya Harding wins the National Figure Skating Competition.
1: (gasps) That I, Tonya movie was actually really good. That was excellent. Against
0: Nancy Kerrigan.
1: Uh, This is before she uh, whacked her knees? Mm -hmm. Because that was 96 in Georgia, ah,
0: there was some war in Rwanda, wherever that's at. Let me uh, see. Some
1: war. It was between the Hutus and the Tutsis. The genocide. It was a genocide. Oh, they have a uh, movies and books about it. I read a couple of them. Oh, left to tell, Hotel R- Rwanda, with John Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. I actually thought he was Rwandan. He's not. He's American.
0: Okay. Well, in other news, um, Netscape was launched.
1: Wow, oh. they
0: for browsing and the burned. web. OJ Simpson, Feliz, the police. Oh. Popular television, Law and Order, America's Funniest Home Videos, One Foot in the Grave, Rugrats, The Jerry Springer Show, Ren and Stimpy Show, Absolute Fabulous, Beavis and Butthead, Fraser, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, yes! NYPD, Blue, Star Trek, Deep Space Nine. Oh my God, what was her name? Deep Space Nine, that girl. She was like a Borg. She's fucking hot. Seven of Nine or something. I used to have a crush on her. Anyway, The Late Show with David Letterman and The X Files. All right, so tonight we're going to 1994. We're going to Easter morning. This murder happened on Easter morning.
1: Sunday, bloody Sunday.
0: And actually, <laughs> there's been a lot of both television shows and movies made about this. Really. And I want to say, Rowan, I know, I know you yelled at me. Not doing your story, but I'm glad I did because it's a great story. Thank you so much.
2: Our tacos know how to put down.
0: Tonight we're going to Jefferson, Wisconsin, April 3rd, 1994. This was Easter morning. This 911 call comes into dispatchers. Dispatchers, dispatchers. I'm my dad. Where did this happen? I'm there, old. glad blood all over. Okay, what is your name? Okay, Chuck, is he breathing at this time? Okay. If you couldn't understand that, the nine one one call came in, the person in line was very calm. Somebody just shot my dad. The nine one one dispatcher said, Is he breathing? And then you can actually hear the dad in the background say, Tell them to hurry up. And the caller, which was the sixteen-year-old son of the father, In a calm voice says, yes, you know, he's telling you guys to hurry up. The person that was shot was Ruben Borchardt, B-O-R-C-H-A-R-D-T. This call came in at 3.35 a.m. from his 16-year-old son, Chuck Borchardt. This is what happened on that night. It was just him and his father in the house that his father owned. Now, his father was sleeping in the basement, as I'll get to in a little bit. But Chuck says he hears a noise. And since he's kind of upstairs and it's separated by, you know, the partitions of the wall, he doesn't really hear the shotgun blast. It is a shotgun, but it is muffled. He does hear a sound and it's 335 in the morning. So he goes to check to make sure everything's okay. And he hears what he tells detectives sounds like a, quote, cow mooing.
1: Really? A cow mooing. A cow mooing.
0: That's okay. it He tells detectives it sounded like a cow mooing. He walks into the hall and he hears his moaning and groaning, and it's actually his dad. In pain. In pain.
2: I guess and, I could see that sounding like a cow. Uh, and if you heard from
0: the 911 call, you could barely hear him. Did y'all hear the dad in the background? Say, tell him to hurry up.
1: I heard no. I heard something. I didn't hear the words. I just, I, I heard a voice. I didn't know what it said. I didn't hear that at all. Okay, listen one more time.
0: Okay, Chuck, is he breathing at this time? Yeah, he's yelling. Did you hear it? Yeah. Did you hear it when he yeah. says uh, he's yelling, tell him to. they got to hurry
1: fast? It sounds interesting because you you hear it. He's not desperate or anything. He sounds very matter of fact Which is good, but if you're putting yourself in Chuck's position, the son calling,
0: you think Chuck did it? The son, the sixteen year old son. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if he did it, but he might have been involved. Why
0: wouldn't he just shoot him again? Because he's obviously not dead. I mean, you to make
1: it seem more realistic that he was trying to save him. I had to call nine one one for the very first time last week at work Mm. for someone who was like feeling like really bad and needed an ambulance and it was not as stressful as I thought it would be. So it's hard to say, but at the same time, the person that I was trying to help was not shot and bleeding all over the place. And then they canceled the call because they started feeling better.
2: But, but also you, you didn't know them. Like I've had, that's a good point. I've had to call the ambulance for work a couple of times And I would think it'd be very different than if it was your parent who was shot also. But yeah, like having you have an emotional connection with this person.
1: Like you can hear a little bit of wavering in his voice, but not to the point where it's like, oh my God, my dad was shot. Somebody please help. It was like, my dad has been shot. There's blood all over. Like he's saying to please hurry up. Like it's not. Even if I was like, oh my God, I accidentally shot Jim with a BB gun or something or like (laughs) our bow and arrow that we're about to get. I'd be like, oh my God, I fucked up. Somebody help me. P.S. I'm putting this out there right now that I probably will end up with an arrow in my body somewhere. So this is going to be interesting. Or I will be at fault. Everyone, steer clear.
2: But yeah, I mean, like you would be, but you would be nervous if it was someone, one, you knew, or two, if there wasn't like a visible injury.
0: All right, go to talkmore.com. I'm putting uh, all the crime scene photos up there. I want to show you kind of what the scene looks like before we progress any further.
1: And it was a shotgun, you said? That must have been messy.
0: This is the couch that he was sleeping on.
1: He was shot see... while he was in, on the couch.
0: Well, yeah, the, cou- the couch slash bed. You see the blood on the floor? Yeah. The blood right there on the sofa couch? That's a couch. lot of
1: blood. It's saturated. Yeah, it's and not this like... is
0: his home right here, as you can see. It's kind of... It's kind of remote. They kind of live in a remote spot, kind of way out there in the country.
1: Too big, too big of a yard.
0: Yeah, and go- too much maintenance. You see right here, this is a uh bullet shell they found. It's a 410 shotgun was the murder weapon. Here's some more blood. It's a lot of blood there. Yeah. This is some more blood on the couch.
2: And well, we learn from the BTK killer that a Magnum is even <laughs> more powerful than that.
0: Yeah, I use magnums, but not not the okay. not the guns. Oh, okay, okay. I'm talking about the condoms. Thanks.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about the ice cream. It's
0: important to know before the 16 year old made that phone call to 911. He goes into the kitchen to grab the phone, but is unplugged from the receiver. I'm just gonna break it to you: it wasn't the sun. I know he sounded <laughs> really calm on the 911, but you know some people react to things differently than others mm. you know he is i'm
1: calm cool and collected in yeah, a crisis I, situation man it wasn't the son, but was he involved mm.
0: well we'll get to that ah the victim here is ruben borchart he's 40 years old he's a self-employed cabinet maker hmm. and he was found dead in his home easter sunday he shot twice in the chest at close range now here's kind of what happened the killer came in, and like I said, the father, Ruben is sleeping in the basement. The father hears something. He hears the door opening, the you know, the crack of the wood, the floors. So he starts walking up the stairs from the basement to the main living area. And that's when he's confronted by the killer. Now the killer has a sawed off four ten shotgun, and it's oh. a pretty you know, pretty powerful. Well, four ten is a pretty powerful shotgun. But any shotgun in but general. But the
1: muzzle was was sawed yeah, off to saw make it a, like almost kind of like a handgun size.
0: Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So you saw off the muzzle. Um It spreads the shot out faster. You can hit more range. It's I, I believe it's illegal.
1: In I remember most talking states. about this in Bonnie and Clyde. I think
0: I'm pretty sure it's illegal in most states. Don't quote me on that, but, but I'm pretty sure you can't be sawing off freaking shotgun barrels. Well,
1: well, that would make sense because. If i remember from correctly from the murder in Marple episode like way way back like the shotgun shells are full of like little BBs right yeah and they kind of just S- spread out so it would if you saw it off would it like would it exacerbate which is my new favorite word of the no, day no it just
0: spreads out quicker yeah
1: yeah so yeah, i'm saying barrel. yeah so
0: you can hit more you know without aiming pretty much it's mm. it's you know a shotgun's a great house defense weapon because you really don't have to think about it you point and shoot and you're probably going to hit something because the pellets do spread out like that but reuben was shot twice in the chest so he he walks up the stairs he's confronted by the killer and the killer just right in the chest if you get shot by a shotgun in the chest and you're standing on the the bottom stair you're going back so he flew back. The killer or Reuben? The Reuben. Okay. The victim. He flew back because of the power of the blast, throws him back right. on his ass. He actually gets up. Oh. And it's probably because it was assault off. It's, it went it further. spread out, but it's less deadly, if right. you will. He actually got up and got his composure. Plus, he didn't get hit in the face. He got hit in the chest. He actually tries to walk back up the stairs, and he shot once more. Hmm. Now, this is after the killer reloaded. So he had time to reload and then shot him, finished him off, and then he wasn't dead there. I mean, do you remember the 911 call? Yeah, you hear, can hear him. him. Yeah, but he did die a few hours later. He was rushed to Jefferson Hospital. Then they were going to fly him via helicopter to the, you know, the emergency hospital, and he died on the way. Oh, a medevac. He died on Easter Sunday. All right, a little bit about Reuben. He is a self-employed cabinet maker. He is self-employed, yes, but he did have another job as well. He's a silk screen printer. So basically, he works at a a lumberyard. And I don't really know his job, but he was a carpenter. He could, in fact, the house that they're living in, he built with Um. his bare hands. So that's what he did for a living. I believe he just did the cabinet making part time, trying to build up his business. Hmm. He was married to his first wife, Susan. But in February 1979, she was killed in a car accident oh. right in front of that same home that you saw there. So it's been 13 years, but, you know, it's still tragic because they had two children, a daughter and a son. You know, the son, Chuck, he's the one that called. He's now 16. But mm-hmm. where do you think this is going so far?
2: I'm trying to figure out how the hint comes into play.
1: I, th- I think that Chuck's involved and he had his his friend was mm-hmm. trigger happy that they planned this all in study hall. That's mm-hmm. that's my thought. I like that.
0: Well, see, Chuck doesn't really have a motive to kill his father. I no. mean, number one, he's living at home. Where would he go? Right. Number two, they were best friends mm-hmm. and they would go shooting together, hunting together, okay. doing everything together. Or
2: is there something about their relationship? We don't know. Or is it abusive? the daughter?
0: It wasn't the daughter.
2: Was the father abusive?
0: The father was not abusive, no. But maybe you guys should ask about his wife. <laughs> oh. I'm like wondering why you haven't asked about his wife. Because you
1: just told us that she had died in 1979. <laughs> his first his first wife
0: dies in 1979. He goes back to work a month later. He's still shaken up, depressed, and everyone can tell.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, your spouse dies. It's not something you're going to get over in a short amount of time.
0: But he meets a woman. She's a secretary at the same time place that he works at ah they start to form a bond
1: that happens in the <sighs> workplace you know you got to be careful sometimes true but also
2: that's really soon it yeah. is
1: soon but i mean they say i would if haunt your
2: ass no
0: i mean they say if you're happily married and something happens like that then you're quick to get remarried that's like something they say
1: i mean i guess i i can see that wait it, what if, that you're quick to if, remar- if, you,
0: if you're if you're happily married before and then your wife dies, you know, suddenly, then you're quick to get remarried
1: because you want to of... fill a void in your life. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but I so mean, this is him y- right here. Take y- a look Aww, at... he looks oh, s- yeah. Sweet. Yeah. He handsome. He... You also can't really control like if you have chemistry and feelings with another person. It's not something that you're like, I want to have chemistry and feelings with this person. And if it just happens, it happens. True. It's, not not for it Nicole. it's true.
0: You ain't marrying shit. If I die, this is true. You're
1: looking at oh, Diane
0: Borchart right here. She
1: looks like Sarah Paulson in that picture, but not in those pictures, just that one picture.
0: She's known throughout oh. the neighborhood as Miss B.
1: Oh, Borchart, got it.
0: She actually runs a sports screen, it's like a t shirt printing yeah. company. Mm-hmm. It's called Miss B's Sports Screen in town. Now, they hit it off because she actually felt really sympathetic and almost pitied. Ruben coming back to work, and you can tell he's just not okay. He's just all over the place. He's missing his wife. And not only that, he's got two young children. He's got a daughter, Brooke, and a son, who you heard. But at this time, he was young. You know, he's a, he was a baby.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: was two years old. She approached the relationship that they formed not as in, I'm attracted to you, but as in, I want to provide motherly support for you because you're hurting and your two children because they need it. You know, even though he is a great father and he has always been the utmost father, Christian father and everything else, she still goes in there because she could tell that they needed a mother figure, especially at that young age, two and three years old.
1: But to make that kind of commitment, like I understand that, like you want to be there for someone, even if it's as a friend. But like to be To make that kind of commitment to get married and and like there has to be some sort of relationship there previously or it's not like I could walk up to someone on the street and be like, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Do your kids need a mother? Like, I can do that for you. Like, you know, like there must have been some kind of deep bond, even if it wasn't romantic or maybe it was romantic. Who knows? Like, I would do that for a friend. Yeah, like you would
2: do that. I would do that for a, a, a close friend yeah. or something like that that needed. who was desperate for their children to have a mother figure or something.
1: Right. I don't
0: know. Nicole, can you read this? This is from the Wisconsin State Journal, 21st of May, 1995.
2: Diane Borchard, age 46. Diane Borchard was described as a highly visible person in her community. In addition to being a teacher's aide at the local high school, she operated Mrs. B's sports screen store in downtown Jefferson.
1: Oh, interesting. What year was that? What year was what? That she died. Is that she, an obituary? She's in, she's not dead. Oh, that's kind of written like an obituary. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it is.
1: Yeah.
0: It looks like an obituary. It does. All right. Well, it's not. That's oh. crazy. I
1: didn't think about that. Oh, I did. Um, so it's black and white. You have her picture, her age, well, the, and the, you they refer to her like as thing that's was. missing. Is she survived by? Yeah, blah, blah blah blah. Well, the paper
0: is old too. You know, it's not. I mean, it's ninety four. Doesn't so. matter.
1: We need to call that editor and tell him he was terrible at his job. And if he's dead, then we need to communicate with the dead. Okay, so Diane Borchart, forty six, as Nicole said. Now,
0: she is a teacher's aide, so she does a lot of stuff. She's a mother to two kids. Right hmm. now, because they eventually get married within the same year oh. that his wife dies. That's fast. Which I, you know, yeah. I don't really think it's.
2: here's, here's... Okay, I'm going to haunt your ass <laughs> if I die before you and you get married less than a year. Here's
0: the question I have for okay. you guys tonight. And I really want to know what you guys think. And I'm not saying this is wrong by any means. I'm just curious of what everyone thinks. If your wife dies in the home that you share together with her is it weird or does this happen a lot to move your new wife into that same home that you once shared with your deceased wife i think it
1: i think it depends i have never been married nor had a spouse die so i can't really comment but i would think that if it was a traumatic death such as the car accident that happened right in front of that house you would want to move your family away from those traumatic memories
2: I would think it's a little weird, but if there was enough time that had passed, mm-hmm. I think I would be okay with but it. But it was
0: less than a year. Oh, the no. that
2: I would not be because it was so, like nine months. Like her, mm-hmm. her, you
1: can probably still smell her perfume on clothes. But, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna give it three years as a minimum. That's a good rule um, for that. But like, I think it would depend on how the spouse died. Did the spouse die in the house? Because if the spouse died in the house, I know in this case that she didn't. She was dead in a car accident, like you said. Yeah,
0: but she was. I mean, it was basically right in front of the house. It was a snowy February in Wisconsin, which is always snowy. I mean, that does hold some bad memories, but not
2: technically. She dies
0: literally right on the property line.
2: That's that's borderline for me.
0: And I'm also really curious if, let's say, your spouse dies really suddenly, would someone be more likely to marry someone that looks? Like their deceased wife, for instance, like, you know, you wouldn't go marry a blonde if your deceased wife is a brunette.
1: I mean, I guess people have a type for me. I think my type is personality trait wise, not so much like physical appearance. I mean, like, I definitely have like my qualifications look wise, but like, but, you know, I hate facial hair. I I love it. Mine's
0: 100% appearance and how they look. If they got a big ass, big round ass.
2: Don't have that
0: big boobs, you know, hot, you know, nice tight body. That's what I look for at the gym all the time.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you guys know me. Like, I, you know, for me, like, no matter (laughs) pre quarantine (laughs) quarantine me, (laughs) oh my God, no, stop it. You're literally sitting across the table from me, so you can stop that. But, like, I don't know. For me, I think it's more personality wise. Like, I, it doesn't matter who you are or what you are or whatever, you know, like, if, if we click, then we click.
0: Personality doesn't go very far with the lights off and you in bed humping. Hey!
1: If the lights are yeah, off, why Yeah, if why the off? lights are off, it doesn't matter. I mean, I wouldn't That's know. That's why you, you want
0: something high.
1: I wouldn't know, but I mean, like. I don't I'm not saying, I should be taking this. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I'm just saying, okay, so here's the thing is like personality. <laughs> personality. If you have that personality. No, here's my thing. No, no, it's not bullshit. I mean, obviously you want to have some, some sexual attraction to your partner, but. Yeah. Like cause that is important, so all in all, they were married
0: for fourteen years before her husband gets murdered. I'm not saying it was her that did it, you know, because women don't know how to fire shotguns.
1: But you don't know that, but her I hu- don't know how to fire a shotgun. I don't either,
0: but her husband's family and friends described his wife, Diane as, quote, cold, controlling, and vindictive, really. Now her stepson and daughter claimed that she was abusive to them and hmm. she was two faced. I want to say that Diane and Reuben, before he was murdered, did procreate a Child? human life form. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Could you make that sound any more alien? Yeah, or
1: scientific? <laughs> <laughs> hey, th- did she like try to like seduce him because he had the cabinet business and? Um, no, they were the married. Thing, what are you I, talking about? No, but, I'm saying, but like for his money, because he had the side hustle for the cat. That's like a pretty lucrative no, business, right? No, Isn't
0: it? he was actually not making Harley any money. Oh. And one of the arguments they had was money. He was about very money.
2: attractive, though. Yeah, he, he was. is hot. Was, was she in it just for his looks? She says, even to this day, that
0: she married him for more of a comfort thing for him. That's what, that's her, that's her yeah, words. for
2: him. But, like, she, she says that a... she
0: was never physically attracted to him like That's that. That's bullshit. Yeah. He was
2: a hottie.
0: I'm just saying what she had
2: Maybe told Maybe she reporters. was gay. Maybe.
0: She did father a baby.
2: Nope. Mm, nope.
0: <laughs> she did give birth to a daughter between them. So right now, Diane has a stepson, Chuck, and a stepdaughter, Brooke. And then her own daughter, Reagan, was biologically their DNA matched of Her and Ruben.
2: Got it. They
1: had a child together. They had a
0: child together.
1: Got it. They made a baby. I'm so confused. So did she know him? She was his secretary?
0: He also worked at a carpentry business. It was like a lumber yard or something like that. So she was a secretary there. Not for him. He didn't own the business, but that's how they met. Because he came back to work a month later, obviously still distraught. And not only that, but guys don't know how to raise children by themselves. You know, so she kind of stepped in for the children, but the good times only lasted so long, and then she started being abusive, hmm. from what the step children say to them, as well as verbally abusive and physically in some cases to Reuben, so, the father. So
1: my yeah, I guess that answered my question. My question was like if she what said she wasn't attracted to him and she wasn't like she didn't have a strong relationship with him from that from the office like if she wasn't his secretary like she, it sounds like she must have at one point developed a strong relationship with the kids if that was like otherwise hmm. then why even bother i didn't mean to
0: say that she wasn't physically attracted to him what uh-huh. what i meant to say was she had said to multiple reporters that she didn't marry because she fell in love she married him because she wanted to provide that motherly role oh, that okay. her children wasn't getting. I'm not saying that she didn't think he was good looking. Oh, because okay. I mean he's obviously a good looking guy. Yeah. I want to say right now that the police immediately suspected her because, and I said this multiple times, but Ruben was sleeping in the basement, but yeah, yeah. Oh, he was yeah. married to Diane, which also oh. lived in the house. Mm. But she wasn't there that night because police did go down this route of suspecting the mother. Well, where was she? And the wife. She was actually three hours away. Really? In a town called Tomahawk, mm. Wisconsin. She was spending the night, the Easter Sunday, with Ruben's first wife's parents, which what? in itself is freaking weird to me. But Yeah, yeah.
1: that's, that's strange. strange. Did she have the kids with her?
0: I don't think she had the kids with her, but she did have the family dog. Remember, the kids are all grown up now, not grown up, but Chuck is 16. Mm. The other one's, you know, about the same age. I know she didn't bring Chuck with her. She probably brought Reagan. She most likely brought Reagan with oh, Brooke. her.
1: Brooke. Brooke and Reagan. Sorry.
0: But I'm not sure. I didn't see anywhere. Who she brought. I know she did bring the dog because that was like a big thing. The police did go down that route, but she did have an alibi. She was three hours away. So there's no way she could have done it. But she did have a good motive. Number one, Ruben and Diane, they were going through a divorce. ah, And a, a very bitter divorce. They were arguing about ownership after the divorce of the house and custody of the children.
1: That even makes it. More strange to me as to why she would be at his ex-wife's or former wife's parents' house. Parents' house.
2: Was she a very, like, Christian woman? Did she say she was doing this out of, like, her—like, was she acting sacrificial in what she she did?
0: From what I've seen, she wasn't a very Hmm. Christian woman, but I believe they both were Christian. I know for a fact— that Reuben was a Christian, because what I'm about to tell you went went opposite of his values. Hmm. But I'm going to go down this road in a minute. But Reuben was sleeping with someone else. A man? Ooh. No, a man. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, that would have been quite the twist. <laughs> well, you said it was going against his values. I don't know. Hey, <laughs> that was a good, hey, how, was a good how guess. How about having an
0: affair? What the fuck? Well, I
1: guess in general, yeah. Adultery.
0: That's a, one of the...
1: Commandments?
0: Ten commandments. <laughs> Top 10 commandments. <laughs> Top 10 commandments. Hey, you know. <laughs> TRL live.
1: Uh, we there's didn't not do a lot Bible going verse. on in this house, okay? Like, you know, well, as far as me, I don't know about you guys. You guys do your own thing. But, like, you know, there's not a lot going on ever. So sometimes you just got to sensationalize things.
0: What you're reading now, Nicole, is from Wisconsin State Journal, Wednesday, April 20th, 1994.
1: According to court documents, both had
2: fought for possession of the home, but Family Court Commissioner Michael O'Neiber awarded the residence to Ruben Borchardt for April 15th occupancy on the grounds it would cause less stress on the two children. In court documents, Diane Borchardt contended that her husband, who had petitioned for the divorce, was having an extramarital relationship and had been leaving home late at night without telling her or the children where he was going. The court documents also accused Ruben Borchardt of being so wrapped up in his affair that it was affecting his business and children and maintenance of the home. Ruben Borchardt, in court documents, contended his wife was trying to punish him and cause him financial damage. Diane Borchardt argued she had put in significant amount of equity and improvements into the home.
1: So she's fighting him to get the home that he previously owned with his former wife. It doesn't matter. He was...
0: As I'm about to tell you, he was having an affair. and She was not. But, I would believe that if she had a better divorce attorney, she could have got the damn house because could've. not only did she not get the house, but she didn't get any of the assets worth about $300,000 and she didn't get custody of the children. She got nothing. At all, but and he got everything for having an affair. Divorces work; they try to even it out between both parties. The party that usually gets more is the one that hasn't been screwing someone else. Does that make sense? Because yeah, now don't. you're taking her out, Diane, and you're throwing her on the street. I guess I can while see that he gets to bone his mistress, yeah. which was also married, which I'll get to. I mean, and I... keep all the house, and keep the house, and all the valuables and everything, and she gets shit for doing nothing wrong.
1: I can see that. You know, that it seems like she's being punished for his misdeeds. But at the same time, like these were his things before. before. It doesn't matter but when you get married, well,
0: your things become our things. Well, that's that's, that's uh, a big
2: re- reason why there are certain states that are considered to be no fault states where it doesn't matter if you're the person who had the affair or not or the reason you just split it. But there are states in which you can be at fault and that does impact your share.
0: And it should. I mean, you're the one. All right, he had an affair and ruined the whole family. They could have went to counseling or whatever, but now she has to move out and he moves his mistress in that house. She gets nothing. But
1: why would you want his house that he's had? It doesn't that, matter if, you're, if you if you get to div- sell it could be if like just you the get value married, of it, maybe.
0: Jen, getting married means you share everything 50 50. I don't care if he had a freaking yacht worth a million dollars before he married you. Now, guess what? You're entitled to half of that motherfucker. That's the point of being married. married so when me? you get freaking divorced, It's supposed to be evenly split, and it wasn't in this case. She didn't get shit. He got everything, and he's the one that was boning this other girl. I'm just saying. That's how marriages and divorce is supposed to work. So what you're about to read now is actually from the movie plot Oh. Of Seduced by Madness.
1: At the divorce proceedings, Ruben gains custody of Chuck and Diane and goes sole custody of her shop in Reagan. However, to her outrage, Ruben gains custody to the house. Diane is to vacate the property within one month and silently promises to enact revenge on Ruben. Ruben is a cabinet maker, like
0: I said, and he married Diane, but their marriage is kind of shitty. Right. It's falling apart all over the Lovelace. damn place. A loveless relationship, fighting, arguing all the damn time. He meets this girl, Judy Franz, F-R-A-N-T-Z, while he's installing cabinets in her home slash her husband's home. She's actually married to the city manager, Carl Franz.
2: Hans and Franz.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Now, here's kind of how it goes down. He's installing cabinets. Oh, I like these little handles, and I like your handle, you know.
2: Whoa! What? She's talking <laughs> about his knob next?
0: <laughs> he's at the house installing cabinets, and then he starts to talk about his woes with his wife, and you know, she doesn't love me, and she calls me a little bitch. Mm. And then, like, the next time he's over there doing more cabinet work, she starts to talk about her relationship that sucks. Oh, this guy's old. You know, he's got wrinkly balls. You know, he's got a five-year plan. Don't die. The affair was public knowledge. Everyone in Jefferson knew about the affair. And keep in mind, the mistress's husband was a high-ranking town official. Right. And the whole thing was public knowledge. Everyone knew. And then a few months later, Diane finds out. Uh oh. This right here is a reading from Seduced by Madness.
1: Diane then accuses Ruben of spoiling his own children and neglecting Reagan and says that he ought to be making more money. Ruben tries to reason with Diane when suddenly, without provocation, Diane hits him in the head with a label gun. Bow! Like one of those sticker guns?
0: Yeah. <laughs> like the label gun. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh shit! I thought it was like a legitimate gun.
2: No
0: a label gun, no, like you make little like labels $4. for your locker. Click. Yeah. No, 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 no. The label, like you label, label your maker? locker. Yeah, label maker, like John's locker is a label. Oh, gun. not like he a price a- tag maker. No, no, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I do. Tag. I know what
1: you're talking about. But we don't have them as guns anymore. They're like keyboards, and you have to type them out and hit print. Anyway. Reuben later admits to Claire that his marriage was a mistake. Claire also reveals that she and her husband have also grown apart in recent years. When the project is finished, Reuben admits his true feelings for Claire and kisses her on impulse. He then leaves her confused, <laughs> only to return. And this time, the two proceed to kiss each other passionately.
0: Okay, so this, this movie is obviously quote, based on a true story, but I thought it was funny to throw it in there. The court actually orders Diane out on April 15th, 1994. Now, the murder happened when? The 3rd. April 3rd. Mm-hmm. So by the 15th, she's got to be moved out. and That's not,
1: 21, 26 years ago today.
0: And not only that, but Ruben said, I'm going to need you to pack up your shit and move out. And as soon as you do, I'm moving my hot mistress in here and we're gonna bone. Do you
2: have a picture of his mistress? I don't. I try to find
0: her but I can't find her. She's probably really hot though.
1: Why do you say that? <laughs> Why don't you Google a picture <laughs> do you of have the, the mayor fantasies? of the city manager and there's probably a picture of her with him at an event. Ooh.
0: They got divorced so I don't even know what her name would be now. Ruben tells Diane, listen you gotta move out because I'm trying to get some strange in here. He wants his mistress to move in. So she's kind of pissed off about this. Not only did she lose the house and everything because this guy can't keep his ween-ween in his little trouser palsers. Wow, that's ween the first ween. time you've ever heard <laughs> <use> that term.
1: <laughs> it's better than big sparky time. Yeah, I don't like big sparky time.
0: So Diane's like, okay, I got you, boo. I got you, baby boy. We're going to do this my way, apparently. Aww. So she gets Marie Ruiz, which is a foster child. On top of all this other stuff they're doing, they're also fostering a 15-year-old, which seems fucking awful. During a divorce? This 15-year-old that was living with the couple at the time testifies that she tells the court that they went on a road trip a few days before the murder and because she wanted to go buy all these little shady motels and collect receipts to prove that Reuben was having coitus with Judy.
1: So she, like, followed him
0: to all of these gross motels? She goes and gets all these receipts. And not only that, they actually stop at a little pawn shop to get a receipt for a pair of sapphire earrings that her husband bought for the married Judy France. Really? Which is kind of fucked up. Because yeah. you know, he was religious. So and, and in fact I read in one paper that he wasn't allowed to receive communion one weekend or whenever y'all do that church thing because Every everyone knows about the affair. And the preacher or the priest or whoever, the Pope, says, Hey, you can't take this bread. And this wine, whoa!
2: Because that's you've been cold, but, but that's if, still pretty cold to do that our, off of a rumor. Like they don't know that for a fact. Right. I mean, everyone like,
0: knows because,
2: but still, I, I if that like you wouldn't, I, I can't imagine. You saw,
0: you saw this guy; he's a good-looking guy and everything else, yeah. and he's a good guy. That's what everyone says. But he falls in teenage love with this mistress. Like they're all like giddy, giddy. Like hey, let's go to the park and do each other you and stuff like that and they're going to the movies and he may be grabbing her boots you know a day before the murder they get into a domestic argument she goes to the police station shows bruises and everything else the stepson Chuck on his second interview with the police says something that he's never said before this is what he said I can't believe she would do
2: this to me are you sure yes I'm positive Chuck you didn't say that before I know. You did not say that to me. I can't believe mm, she would do I this I wonder why. Is that true, or is that something that you just... No, oh, I'm
0: positive. So Chuck says, I can't believe she would do this to me, is what his father said while he was dying. They actually put Chuck under hypnosis to kind of recall the events that happened. Because they were really convinced at first it was him. For whatever reason, probably because he's so calm on the 9 one call. Mm. The Jefferson County DA, Linda Larson, said that Diane did this as, quote, a killing to end a divorce and that she was, quote, losing it all. In fact, Diane made statements to a friend, which testified in court as well. In 1991, on how she hated her husband and how she hoped he would finally find someone else. But when he did, she would, quote, hire a hitman to kill him.
1: What?
0: Nicole, if you can read this, this is from the Wisconsin State Journal, May 14th, 1995.
2: Victim feared wife, girlfriend says. Ruben Borchardt allegedly devised warning system. Ruben Borchardt put jars outside his bedroom as a warning device because he feared his estranged wife, Diane, would come down and stab him. Jurors were told Saturday in the murder for hire trial of Diane Borchardt. Whoa. Ruben Borchardt's then girlfriend, Judy Franz, 37, testified he told her he was afraid Diane Borchardt may try to bobbit him.
1: Whoa, <laughs> like Bobbitt. Lorena. Whoa,
2: yeah. Referring to Lorena Bobbitt, the woman who severed her husband's penis during a marital dispute in a nationally publicized case. Fran said that he placed empty glass mayonnaise jars on the concrete floor so an intruder would knock them over and alert him. He didn't die? No, he didn't.
0: No, they <gasps> fucking he, sewed his penis back on. He's
1: actually. A por- really? Yeah, he's a porn star now. Wait, he's a porn star? Yeah, he's done porn. I haven't seen it. Well,
0: shit, we've all done porn, Jen. Not
1: me. <laughs> no one I, wants to see that fucking shit. Well, I don't
2: really know the Bobbit story, but I do kind of want to see the the. There's photos. an HBO documentary.
0: Judy Frost testified that her boyfriend, Ruben, came up to her and said, she may try to Bobbit me. Bobbit. She actually used that word, Bobbit. Ruben also told Judy on the day before his death that he felt Diane, quote, was up to something mm. because she was going out of town on Easter weekend, but she didn't kill, right? Because she was out of town. Apparently, right. I mean,
2: but she hired someone. Mm-hmm.
1: Who? The Tiger King. Keep thinking. The son. The daughter. A friend of the sons the that priest. he met. Summary Hall. Study Hall. Diane shows. A student. Diane. Which she was a student aide. One of her students. Yes. Teacher's aide. She was a, one of her students. Someone at the school.
0: Diane would constantly show up at Judy's door, banging, causing a scene, a ruckus. You want to come out? You want to mess with my man, bitch? you going to come out here and you going to get a whoop-ass. Okay, February 1994. Diane, they're still married. Right. They're about to get divorced. But okay. this is crazy. Diane kissed Ruben, quote, hard, hard. On the lips, so she she kissed some hard on the lips, like
1: like open mouth, or and not? and then she
0: looks back, leans forward, puts her mouth on his earlobe, gives a little lick, and then says, "Quote, you're dead."
1: Woo! <laughs> I heard that earlobe is very sensitive. This was described. This was described
0: in court by Judy France, the girlfriend. And she said that it reminded her of a mafia don giving the kiss
1: of death. Whoa, like Judas. Bad ass. And <laughs> he died on Easter. She like, got some mad points, Diane. She died on Easter. He died on Easter. And she was like, his <laughs> Judas. Whoa, mind blown. You know what I was thinking
2: about when we saw her obituary, not obituary picture? Yeah. She looked like, um, what's the mean one from Golden Girls? Dorothy! Yeah, it seems like something that also Dorothy would do, and she kind of looks like Dorothy.
0: This is a scene from Seduced by Madness.
1: Before leaving, Diane forces Ruben to kiss her in front of the cops and whisper to him, You're dead. So the
0: mafia kiss a death like the uh, Sopranos. Remember they took that guy out on the boat? and And they gave him a kiss? Remember that? Yep.
1: It's literally the move of Judas. Like, this has been talked about many, many, many a time. Four months go
0: by, they still have not got the killer. Really? But a tipster called in. How? Fucking snitch. Snitches get stitches, bitches.
1: Whoa, nice (laughs) rhyming. Proud of you.
0: A tipster calls in and says, I know who did it. (laughs) It was three kids and they're students at Jefferson High. Really? He says that two students went down to shoot Ruben. The other student went and unhooked the phone. This is when the cops knew that this was a legit tipster because the unhooking of the phone was not public knowledge. So they knew that this has to be the thing. As I said before, Diane, the one that lost everything because he couldn't keep his little Peter Weeder.
2: Who I'm now picturing Dorothy from Golden Girls. Go on.
0: She was a teacher's aide and a study hall monitor, whatever the fuck that is. We didn't have that. We had detention and I was there all the time.
1: Well, when I was in high school, when I was in high school, we actually had a study period where like you can just like go to the cafeteria and do your homework. Yeah, for losers.
0: Diane was also a study hall monitor and... This is basically what happens. She goes in there, all bitter, woe is me, my husband is having coitus and intercourse with another woman. Not only that, he's getting awarded the home, everything, I'm losing everything. Not only that, but he's beating the shit out of me at night, which there was no evidence that that actually happened. But she appealed to the students. In fact, one of the students she appealed to also went through the physical abuse at his home so he's starting to relate to her
2: was there a sexual thing going no, on with no her?
0: that's a good question there was not a sexual thing at all hmm. and that was one How of the roads i she
2: have gotten it
0: because this is mrs b it's like mrs frizz from uh magic school bus miss frizzle what if she comes to freaking work and on the bus and she's like you know what kids I don't think we should shrink down and go into the human genome today. That was my
2: favorite episode. (laughs) I love the medical
0: Because my boyfriend just beat the tits out of me and she's got a black eye and shit. That's going to piss you off. You're going to be like, where's that motherfucker at? Let's make this bus, you know, human size again so I can get off and go shoot him. So she appeals to a few of the kids. Doug Vest, a 16-year-old, was... Kind of the ringleader behind this. Now, there was a few others, but the ones I'm talking about tonight are the ones that got charged. So these are the key players. Doug Vest recruits his classmate, Josh Yonke, and he also recruits his own 15-year-old cousin, Michael Maldonado. Now, Michael is the youngest is at 15. Okay, now here are the kids right here. Go talk Here's what they were promised. Number one, $600 up front. What? I believe they would have got lighter sentences if it wasn't a financial gain for them. Because I I do believe, as you'll see, that they were impacted emotionally and thought it was the right thing to do to kill her abusive husband. But they did take money. $600 up front in cash. They actually met at her t-shirt shop, got cash in the envelope, which I want to point out. There was no evidence of that hmm. at all. Well, and yeah, I, it's I feel cash like, flow. I feel like the defense should have argued that more. A promise of $20,000 after... Whoa! You know, because he had $100,000 in life insurance. So a promise of $20,000 after the deed was done.
1: Holy shit, in 94, that'll pay for at least two years of college. Yeah. Who the shit wants to pay for college? So here's what
0: happened. They all go to the house... She had drawn a map and everything. They get to the house, 3.30 in the morning, and then they immediately think they should back out. But Michael Maldonado, the 15-year-old, was like, fuck no, we're here now. We're going to blast a cap in this asshole. That's -hmm. what he said. So he kind of pushed them forward. Now, Michael Maldonado was the trigger man from what—because they all confessed eventually. And they all claimed that he was a trigger man.
1: Jury, in the words that you remember, what Mr. Maldonado said when he took the gun.
0: Said, We are here to do this. There's no turning back. Now let's go do it. That was Josh Yankee on the witness stand. He said, The judge said, Tell me what Michael Maldonado said once you guys pulled up. And Josh Yankee said, We're here to do this. There's no turning back. Let's go. Now, that's important because they all did want to leave. They got cold feet. Michael Maldonado takes the 410 sawed off shotgun. They find a way in through the back door, it was unlocked. Now, Josh Yankee was the one that disconnected the phone line, but he panicked and ran back into the car. The other two, Doug Vest and Michael Maldonado, they're the ones that were with the father. And actually shot him, Michael Maldonado being the trigger man. In the basement, they start walking down, but Ruben was awakened by the sound of them entering. So they meet at the stairs. Maldonado takes a shotgun, puts it really close to his chest. I mean, I'd imagine the boys were maybe on the fourth step, and Ruben was on the first and walking up, mm-hmm. shoots him right in the chest. He flies backwards. The boys reload the shotgun. Ruben gets back up to the first step of the platform and then gets shot again. And then they leave. And then that's where the 911 calls comes in. Yeah, it did take months because, you know, no one was coming forward. In fact, um, the police had an interview with Diane the next morning to rule her out. But her lawyer called. Mm. She's not going to be attending this interview. So that was kind of suspicious. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Please, I say this all the time don't go into an interview room by yourself. Get a motherfucking lawyer. I don't care what it is. I don't care how innocent you are. Get a lawyer straight off the bat.
1: I guess my question is, where did they get the shotgun from? Like, did did hmm. she provide it to them? Or did, was it something that one of the kids had from one of their fathers or mothers? or like? I think they got it through a peer because
0: there was a fifth person that was charged as conspiring with this, but I'm not going to go into that and... It was another classmate, a female, and I saw that she provided the link to the shotgun, but I I didn't really go into that too much. So this is another reading from Seduced by Madness.
1: Chuck soon wakes up to find his father bleeding to death on the stairs and calls 911 while Ruben calls Judy. As Ruben fights for his life, he proclaims his love for her and leaves his children in her care. Reuben is rushed to the hospital where his family gathers to learn of his condition. Judy soon shows up to see Reuben, only to discover that he has died.
0: So that's most likely fabrication. He's not sitting there while his son's calling 911, and he's like, Oh, I'm going out, baby. You know, this is the last for me, but I love you. Take care of my kids. You know, I mean, that's just kind of fanciful.
1: Does um, the, the kid that cut the phone cord and didn't have anything to do with the shoot like wasn't present during the shooting did he get less time than the other two
0: yeah that's actually a really good question so that was josh Yankee that cut the phone line and then he runs back out to the car Mm because he got cold feet so here's how it works when there's multiple parties involved they were all involved in this murder these three kids Mm -hmm. and the obviously the mother. Right. They try to find the person who had the least involvement and will probably get the lighter sentence anyway. And they try to get him to work for the state to turn the state's evidence against the other two. So kind of like an informant? Yeah, kind of like an informant. So that's how they usually do these cases with more than one party. So that's what they did. They went to Josh Yonke, which, you know, he was there at the murder house, but he just cut the phone and then went in the car. They said, listen, If you plead no contest and work with us, the state of Wisconsin, you know, and the D.A., then we'll offer you a deal. And that deal was just over 10 years. So he basically got out. I mean, he's out now. Obviously, he's he's served his time for
1: like 15 years, 16 years
0: because these kids are minors. Okay, 16 and 15. They did offer them plea bargains. They actually went up to Doug Vest. And offered him a plea deal that was very generous. It was 13 years if he confessed to the murder. Really? But he decided to turn it down and play his luck in the courtroom and have a full trial. Really? And that didn't work for him.
1: I've never been involved like this before in anything. And I guess I have to learn the hard way. Sorry to
2: Ruben's mother. His kids and all his friends at normal.
0: You can see by his statement that he does feel a lot of remorse for what he did, but he turned down a thirteen year plea deal, which was not a smart move. He got sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole in twenty five years. Wow. So I mean twenty five years is now yeah. twenty twenty. Yeah. You know, about. So he could be getting out now, but he could have got out, you know, ten years ago or whatever. Right. Michael Maldonado Played a different tune altogether. You know, he's a trigger man, and fifteen-year-old. He actually claimed that he wasn't even at the murder house. He was actually at home sleeping. What? Really? That was his alibi. Oh,
1: wow. Please.
0: This right here is the judge, Jacqueline Irwin.
1: For the jury to believe your alibi, they would have to conclude that no fewer than seven people committed perjury. Wow. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? So he actually gets life with a possibility of parole after fifty years, wow. which I believe is pretty harsh because he was a fifteen-year-old.
1: Right. You know, well, but I
0: mean,
2: normally, like we've gone through this a couple times, life for life. Like I don't really feel bad, minor, not minor. But we've come to a couple cases recently, thinking of the DC sniper, where they might even be reconsidering that because of the age he was and what she committed those murders. <clears throat> thinking of it from that lens, that is kind of a.
1: Surprising sentence. And I wonder if that will get revisited with laws change. I don't disagree with that sentence. I wonder how much Diane had, I mean, had to do with the fact that he committed the crime. I mean, we all know that she promised him funds. Um six hundred dollars for the act and twenty thousand dollars after, that's that's a lot of money that's for a fifteen lot. year old, you know. Like right now, I mean, if someone offered me twenty thousand dollars today to do something, it would it would really have to be out of my wheelhouse for me to say no. You know? Yeah. That's all that's a lot of money. Um but at the same time not only was the trigger man it's not like he sat there scared and did it like he was the one that talked to the other kids and was like you know we're here for a reason we're gonna do this you know so I don't disagree with that sentence for life but I want to know what she got
0: oh she's got off scot-free what? <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. Oh,
1: my God. Oh, I was to say.
0: So even till this day, she actually proclaims her innocence. This oh, is, fuck her. This is from American Justice.
2: The whole story doesn't even add up. And in all honesty, if I were that mad at my husband, he made me learn how to shoot. I don't what? like guns. But I happen to be a pretty good shot. If oh, I was okay. going to have something done to Ruben... I think I'm smart enough to have figured out a hunting accident or something.
0: Oh, thanks for the alternative theory. (laughs) So she actually, to this day, still proclaims her innocence. She was sentenced to life in prison on August 1st, 1995, and she's still there and she'll be there until the day she dies.
2: Nice.
0: Um, Now, there was a fifth person charge. I'm just throwing this in there because I want to say I didn't go down this road because she was only facing... 18 months anyway but shannon johnson she was a conspirator there was also a few more kids that were brought in to be questioned Hmm. and they were about to be tried as well but but nothing panned out with Hmm. that so so the three kids involved only one of them i believe is out of prison now and she's in prison for life so thank you so much rowan i absolutely enjoyed the story i really did i'm really surprised i haven't heard it before Because this has been remade into a few different uh, documentary series. It was on that show, Snapped, for instance. And I'm just so glad that you requested this. It was really interesting. So thank you so much. If you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you use. If you like the story, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you're absolutely obsessed with this podcast and want to become our student, go to talkmer.com slash join. Become a Taco Supremo. Get a badass T-shirt, sticker swag, a lot of love. Shout it out all over the place. Tell me what story you want me to do. I'll research it, dedicated to you in study hall. My name is John here with Jen and Nicole. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people. So Reuben actually tells Diane because the court order the court order the court order came the court order the court order court order court order, court order, court order
1: court, the court order. That's my Mr. Movie Phone voice, Lo- loosely based. <clears throat> is that what you're trying to say? Yeah,
0: loosely like the mistress. I her vagina is dang, loose because she gets because she gets boned oh. by that Reuben sandwich. Ew. In her sandwich, in her roast beef.
1: Ew.
0: A Reuben sandwich in a roast beef.
1: Uh-uh. Reuben roast, is corned beef.
0: Yeah, but roast, right. roast beef is like vagina that's like Saggy. all ripply and saggly. And it sometimes it hangs S- out. Ah! Actually, you can regrow your penis. It's like a, a lizard you take the tail off.
1: Or a starfish. Because I remember
0: when I was in the military, mine got like snapped off when I was jumping out of an airplane. And it like regrew back in two years. It's fucking crazy. I mean, it's still like an inch right now, but it's growing. It's continuing to grow. It's pretty pathetic looking.
1: <laughs> I hate you sometimes, but those are expensive. And I know I just got my stimulus check, but like I put, yeah, I got deposited today. It did, but um,
2: twelve hundred dollars. I didn't get any fucking money because you don't pay taxes.
0: That's because all my money goes to the Cayman Islands, bitches.